body weird in here for sure. The dude running the computer over there. What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show. Brought to you by Shock Socks, PFB Sprockets, and Broadway Power Sports in Tyler, Texas. Guys, I'm your host, Mark Poole. I've got a couple of couple of doozies up in here in the studio with me today. As always, our faithful and sometimes idiotic producer, DJ TJ Smith. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Oh, man, just chilling, dude. Long day at work. Long not, re- day. not really. I was off by three. Yeah, I'm about to say. 70 I, I, I stops, know you were done, done, done at three. So, as guest co-host in the house, he is the artist formerly known as 593 Films. Any of you local guys around the Tyler area probably know this man well. Wouldn't you say? He's a well-known dude. Mr. James Webster. What's up, Webster? Not a lot. Kind of the same story. Off by three, just hung out in Tyler. Yeah. Until, until this. Sorry to put you through that. No, it's all good. <laughs> you had to hang out and wait on us to get to get, get out here and stuff. But uh, anyway, so uh, we're super cool. Indianapolis Supercross? Yeah. I can't even yeah. remember at this point. There's been so many yeah, of them There's this a year. sheet in front of you that has all that information on it. I don't even right give a shit. Right there on the top yeah. left. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. It's there. <laughs> Eli Tomac, another smackdown late on the 450 guys. And, man, it, uh, it's getting it's getting tight. It's getting to be a fun race. I uh, I still think Dungey, all Dungey has to do is win one more race and it's going to be over with. But uh, we will see. It didn't look too good when <laughs> Muskan caught him from way back and just dropped him right there. I was like, oh, man, that's bad. I mean, he still finished on the podium, but 12-point points got, man. It, uh, it's getting close. Dwindling pretty quick. It is. It is. And uh, Tomac is on fire. He's going to need to win a bunch more and not have any Tomac nights where he gets eighth. You know, off off of you think that's over? You think he like he can do that, or you think what do you? I think? think once you get in the groove at this point, and James, you might have to back. I don't know what, what you guys think about this, but I think once you're into this, look, I'm, these guys have nothing for me, absolutely, and they don't. Nobody has anything for that dude. I think it kind of puts you in. As long as you don't make a dumb mistake, you're good, right? Yeah, especially. I mean, he's come back from so far. I mean, I forgot what round that was when he came back from like 10 seconds out and caught ran down dungeon and passed him and then one by like and then 10 one, seconds. yeah and pulled a gap so i think when you have that race and your confidence goes to that level i don't i mean he's gonna be hard to run down no i'm telling you i'm telling you well i mean uh and then we had a ktm podium rounding that out muskan and dungy and i hate when people say muskin it's muskan sure. you ever hear people say marvin muskin or musquin you hear, I don't know. Just rant. It gets on my nerves. Can't stand it. Anyway. That's what really grinds my gears. Grinds my gears. <laughs> 250 class. Osborne is the man, I think. It's Goodness about, gracious. Know. Well, he's like 38 years old now. It's about time. That it, uh, no, I'm kidding. No, and he was, I'm 38. He was feisty in practice. Did you see like, that with yeah, him in AC? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. Well, I think, what did he jump in? Jump into Adam or jump across? across what happened, What started that shit? So what happened was they came together accidentally during practice. AC took it as... Like he was being aggressive towards him, so AC did a little bit of a payback, and mm-hmm. then Osborne, Osborne thought like it was out of nowhere because like, I don't know if you got to watch practice, but it, you know we I had it playing and stuff like that while I was announcing, and happened to see most of it, and it was just a escalated event that was shouldn't have been. Does that if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I don't know, and nobody um, they need to quit cut that crap out in practice. You know, it almost. It almost ended AC's year right there. It looked like the knee was a little gender when they got done. I think he was already hurt though, wasn't he? I mean, he's he's had well, knee well, issues. He's, been hurt, but, <laughs> he's had know. knee issues, but it was he's one already of those got deals. three new knees. He's only got two, but he's had three new ones. Well, you know how it is. I, I don't know if I've got bad a uh, bad knees and they hurt right off the bat. And oh God! And then you're like, oh well, it was just a little pain. I'm okay. I've never had a knee injury. Have you? Yeah. So one, I mean, I'm nothing crazy. I've had a, tweaked it left MCL, and right. MCL, ACL, meniscus, and then one knee's real is like totally mm-hmm. shot. So. I, I kind of understand what he's going through, and 
when you get a, like a, a sharp pain like that, all you can think of is, oh, God, I'm having another surgery. And then afterwards, like, okay, maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways. I don't, I don't know about those knee injuries. I'll tell you what, I'm going to know about them, though, because after I broke my leg and I had to cut into my, cut into my knee to install that hardware, it's never been the same. So, well, indirectly, I got that. My favorite thing from the weekend, I got to say this, was Adam Intignap laying his bike down and celebrating like he just won the main. I, the was in, I was so into that. But no, I, I thought that was the coolest okay. part of the whole thing. It would have been cool if he would have, like, made the pass. And I, I, I mean, Adam Intignap is cool. Seven Deuce Deuce, awesome. But it was just handed to him. It wasn't because he went in and made a stuff pass. You it was because else, the two guys in front of him you know decided they, to murder each other. Well, you know what else they handed him, too? That that main event money. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he was all good. <laughs> but, uh, I'd have celebrated way more than that. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'd have, I ain't going to tell you what I'd have been doing. But uh, the, the, the crash at before that with Canton Zaro and was it Kate that Clayson? Was pretty, that was pretty – did you see it completely – it, like, collapsed the, uh, the awning of the – yeah, they had, the offic- they, had a, they had officials in that tower. Yeah, well, like, that's that's like where the team officials and everybody set mm-hmm. to watch the races, and it collapsed the whole like the uh, awning and everything on top of. Did I hear something about it. Jason Thomas's think, mom? Was yeah, up I, think, there I think JT's mom was in uh-uh, there. I didn't hear that. Yeah. She was. Yeah, she does all the timing and stuff. Yikes. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a gnarly deal. But, uh, guys, we got a, a really good show coming up tonight. We have uh, Troy Lee Designs, KTM's Mitchell Oldenburg. A lot of you Texas people are familiar with him and his family and the Oak Hill facility. And then uh, after that, we've got a, another local Texas fast guy, Mr. Bo Bentley. He's a – but what is Bo, like 6'8"? He's a tall he's, dude. He's 6'6". He? Six, six. He's, he's a big boy. If you've ever – I mean, if you ever ride with him, he's got he's, – he's so long-limbed that <laughs> – the like fly and all the gear he wears they don't answer they don't make gear long enough in the pants yeah so like he tears up seats and graphics so much because where the pants stop oh, yeah. his knee braces so above, like yeah it's, it's well saying, above he's his got knee braces capri motorcross pants. yeah capri, <laughs> like they don't stay tucked into his boots and he just tears up and i thought benny gloss was tall bo's tall yeah. yeah bo's a big boy but he'll have some interesting stories coming on you know coming up for us and i'm looking forward to talking with him maybe but, do a check-in at freestone js7 happening this we're gonna weekend. try to see if we can get some, some somebody on the phone over there to see what's happening hey tell us about doc's results at uh, oak hill well i was at oak hill they had this weekend the first year that they had the set up kind of like the minios where they had supercross at the beginning and then the motocross out you know afterwards and um and it was awesome the, the oldenburgs worked really hard um to get the facility done they almost got everything like finished they had a few i guess you'd call it like um construction jobs not finished but doc wound up getting uh, two-thirds 250c and 450c in the supercross yeah got third in both of those and then got a fourth and almost a third when he jumped over in a corner in the 250 and 450C in the outdoors. Oh, so, and he was super bummed because the um, Oldenburgs didn't get the paperwork turned in in time to get the contingency for the Supercross. Oh, and yeah. he was all like, I made my bike payment. I got third, you know, both of them because that's what they, they pay at at this yeah. event. And I'm like, sorry, dude, you're going to have to do it out on the outdoors part. You, you, know? had, to, you had to make it up in And he was place. this close. But so anyways, but a fourth and a fifth at the Nationals, or they call it a, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's not. It's not a major. It's a like a, a recognized event, but it, it's like it's right right below the majors. Like this weekend at Freestone is considered a major. Yeah. So, um, but he did good. He's got a bright future. I'll tell you what. If he just keeps progressing the way he has been the last few years, he ought to. There's some good things. Well, the Troy Lee, in. the Troy Lee team was out there in force, and Sean Cantrell was just on another level. Yeah, that kid. And Enzo Lopes everywhere he goes. At, at, Enzo, at, his name is Enzo. Mm-hmm. He's already my hero. <laughs> Enzo Lopes was um very aggressive like really trying to murder everybody 
um, at the beginning of the week. And as the week drug on, I guess he started getting tired. He was a little far that. <laughs> but at the beginning of the week, he was one of the few people that could really push Cantrell. Uh, he had a really good, really good. I mean, there's a couple of guys that did at times, but it just seemed like I was watching lap times. I was announcing the event, and Enzo was consistently right there with Cantrell until the last few days, and he just started falling off. Cantrell's getting ready to turn pro, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know if he's – I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I don't know if he's just going to go all the way to Loretta's and then turn pro or if he's going pro at the Nationals. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. That used to be the thing. Remember, like, back in the older days, everybody Mm -hmm. went to Loretta's, and then they did Millville right Right. afterwards, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of changed here lately. Yeah, some guys making their debut in Supercross, which I don't know how I feel about that. It's not me. I'm glad it wouldn't – you know, I don't have to make that decision because that's a whole other level of – craziness when you try to get in there and you're not used to right everybody being balls out like that and you know the amateurs there's four or five other guys that, that'll run with you and then when you get up there and there's 10 you know and, and it's I, in a confined area before we move on i'd like to give a huge shout out to all the local guys talked to a bunch of them and they actually were like hey man i love your podcast but they at out at village creek this weekend they had 21 riders in the over 40 class at Village. They did a, they did the dash for cash with that class. They, they did they? dash for cash for that one and the 85. Um, I bet Terry Cordray was turning circles, jumping up and down. He well, he was. He had one issue with the lights going out. Yeah, they and, canceled <laughs> practice today for that. They yeah. He yeah. has been having issues, but they went out. He got it fixed and, and patched through for the night. He had a huge firework display. I mean... The the guy it was such a big turnout that the concession dude that showed up there sold out all of his food. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's good. People supporting the track. So well, good, I'm liking seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing at these local races now. People are starting to come back. It's starting to get busier again, and that's good. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I saw. Kinda, the, do y'all remember JC Chappelle? Uh-huh. Remember that? He was out there. Yeah, I'd say I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I know he bought a got a bike a couple weeks ago, and I saw that he was out there racing. So he was out was there. Cool. So was a uh, Jeff Long. I don't know. What, if he, yeah, yeah. Jeff Long was out there. That's cool. So a bunch of guys are getting back into riding. That's good. So. It's kind of what everybody did. You try to grow up for a little bit, then when you get that part down, you can go back. So, <laughs> so yeah, I waited, was, I waited until cool. I turned thirty to start riding again, and I've not stopped since then. So it. Uh, but I everybody, love- everybody liked Terry's new design on the on the night track. It was a lot of fun. Um, I saw a lot of people talking about that, like how good the layout was. They're the new layout that he did out there. So, unfortunately, yeah. Lanny Cox, one of our vet riders, went down in the last uh, in the dash for cash. Hope he get well soon, Lanny. He um, broke his uh, what's it scapula, I believe, is mm-hmm. what it was. It, uh, his back, like uh, the shoulder blade. Yeah, the, oh, that's yeah, your shoulder blade. Yeah, yeah scapula. Yeah, yeah that's a bit. So. Yeah, that, that's not a fun one. To so get well soon, Lanny. Do you guys think I'm gonna jump back to uh, the uh, Oak Hill deal, the, the format, like they do at Minios? Y'all think that's gonna start being come, becoming more the norm at all these major races? Well, it's gonna have to because Supercross is the big draw. I mean, so it's not they're not doing it just because. I mean, it's not full on Supercross. It's more like a tamed down Supercross track. But that's you still got to kind of get used to that. But you, I mean, you have to have the timing of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the problem maybe before but like before all this was kids were coming out of amateurs and going to these even arena crosses where they that's such a different mm-hmm. you know monster there so i guess that's what they're trying to incorporate so it's not just such a shock to these you know the guys that come up the acs and all those those i mean they can ride that you know it doesn't matter right. what it is but the local kids that kind of want to chase that if you've never been on something like that even if you go out to a local supercross track or something it's still a little bit of a shocker so yeah, I can right imagine. yeah like it was pretty unnecessary to send austin fortner to the ricky carmichael road to supercross don't you agree because he just went in there and <laughs> smashed everybody it was like okay well yeah we know hey man confidence well, <laughs> confidence have you, wa- boost. <laughs> have you watched the unseated practice yeah, right. you know i mean like yeah. 
Mathis talks about that all the time on the Pulp Show, and I I agree. Like, yeah. I've gone in there and watched that, and you're just like, why is that person out there? Like, I could do that, and I suck, and yeah. I can still do that, you know? But, uh, and I say that. We always, you always think that watching, and then you get down there, and you're like, oh, fuck, you're doing a good job, you know? But, um, <laughs> anyways, guys, tonight, uh, I, um, I'm losing my mind here. Y'all don't pay attention to me. But uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, connect us with uh, Mr. Yeah, Oldenburg? Yeah, sure can. Appreciate it. James, you still doing any filming or are you done with all that? Uh, I've still got all my equipment. I haven't finished up. I mean, I, I went and finished up school and did it a little bit going through school. That way it still gave me a reason to go out to the track. But Sweet. Not yeah. None since I well, now you graduated. Just, now you can just go because you're graduating. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Hello? Mitchell Oldenburg. What's going on? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. This is Mark here on the Moto X Pod Show. I've got uh, TJ sitting here. I believe you know that gentleman. And uh, my friend James Webster. What's up, man? Awesome. Well, what are you up to right now? How are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're just uh, excited to talk to you, man. See what how, how everything's coming along for you. Yeah, everything's good. Uh Got all healed up, been on the bike for a little over three weeks now, and just uh, bugging away, trying to get ready for Seattle. Hey, so I got a real quick question for you. I got to spend the whole week up there. I got to work with your parents at their track doing the announcing. How did you and your brother not have that accent? Because we had so (laughs) much fun messing with your mom and dad, always do. But how did you and your brother not wind up with that Minnesota accent? Uh, I'm not sure. I think... uh, I think it might have something to do. Like we moved right around 12, 13, 14 years old, so I think it was right, right around puberty hit, and I think that had a uh, most <laughs> to do with it. And just, uh, yeah, just just being around a lot more of the the kids at the track too. I think uh, really brought the Texas out of us. Well, yeah, well, we claim you. I promise you, we, we're going to claim your yeah, mom and dad too. You're, even you're with from that, Texas. Yeah. With that accent. You're yeah. from Texas. <laughs> all right, right on. There you go, man. Well, uh, so yeah, good to be back. You feeling pretty good on the bike, then? Everything, shoulders good and all that. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Uh, did about three weeks outdoors. We got on. We got on a supercross the the end of last week. So uh, today was my third day back on the supercross track, and yeah, everything's going good. Just uh, plugging away with uh, my teammates Alex Martin and Shane McElrath and myself, and just been putting the motos in and putting the work in and trying to be as ready as we can be for uh for the gate drop and um yeah everything everything's good we uh we got a really good program going on with uh tyler astray and just uh excited to get back racing i'm i'm tired of watching all these guys racing are, are y'all in florida now. right now no nah, we're out in california okay i didn't know i i knew i'd just i knew a lot of guys are moving to the florida area and i didn't know if y'all were i know the tld team had talked about it yeah, no, uh, we're actually going to end up moving out to Florida this summer and then uh, spending the, the summer out there at, uh, at the Baker's Factory with Alden and and kind of doing some fun things over there with them. <laughs> Never a bad place to be. <laughs> Never, yeah. They, they, they tend to win out of that camp, so it's a good environment, I would imagine. So I was, uh, going, yeah. I was going through the vault, just kind of looking at some of the results, and I absolutely... Run across your dad. I did not know this. He actually raced at Spring Creek in '85, and oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and he got was he was 21st, one spot away from getting that top 20. That that that's 
That's pretty good. I mean, so it's definitely it's something not only growing that's, up around a track, but you know the time you get to spend around your dad. So we're gonna say that he's the reason why you're so fast. Yeah, I mean, I guess he did. I honestly didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> Are you I'm sure that's his dad, he hasn't, TJ? He hasn't brought up his uh, his Loretta's title around you. That's his. That's his main thing. He uh, he won Loretta's uh, the year before in '84 in the super mini class. So oh, that's uh, like his. He likes to tell everyone about that and how awesome he was. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. If I if I had done that, I'd have that trophy parading in front of everybody be polishing it. it off every yeah. day yeah i'd have a, a mini necklace made of it everything you know i did it for sure <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he's got one more than me so i guess i can't can't give him too much crap <laughs> uh, yeah when, the, speaking of the first time i saw you was at the regional at freestone 2012 you're riding kawasaki's and uh yep. forgive my ignorance but i had never seen you before i'm like who the hell is that that kid hauls ass straight up he is getting it <laughs> And, uh, wow, man, yeah. you've come a long way, man. You got second in open pro sport that year at Loretta's. Yep. So that's... Yeah, Loretta's uh, didn't, didn't go to plan that year. Uh, and I don't know, I just kind of fell apart. I don't know what happened. The, 250, the 250A class at DNF, all three motos, I had some bike issues and then some issues of my myself that I just didn't, wasn't riding that well. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was that was a... a Second in pro sport was pretty nice. That's for sure. Well, there's a lot of kids that believe that oh, you got to win Loretta's to go pro. You got to do this, and and you're and you're definitely one of the many riders that we have lately that are proving that you that that's not the end all be all. I mean, there there was what quite a few years all the way up to 2008 that well, I guess in 2006 you got top ten, but you were running like the 15th and 20th. But man, you have made a full on like top level career yeah he's a factory rider now well, yeah that's what i'm saying like <laughs> made it to that point without winning loretta's and and like i said i have a son who is actually at freestone this week and racing and, and everybody talks about loretta's and that's all they could talk about and i keep telling my son it's it's not always about that it's about the hard work you put in afterwards yeah yeah for sure i know i mean growing up in the amateur ranks obviously at loretta's was was the race, you know, and, and it still is. It's just, it's tough to say, but it, it honestly, the amateur stuff, it, it doesn't mean too much, you know. Everything starts over when you turn pro. It, it, you start from scratch, basically. You, it's a whole different ball game. You're racing every weekend. The motors are longer. You know, the traveling is twice as much, or shoot, ten times as much. You're traveling every weekend, but I think, uh, I, I had a lot of people telling me that growing up, but I didn't didn't really believe them, and until I actually went through it, you know. And uh, my 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 last few years of amateur, I was I was really buckling down and trying to make something happen, just because everyone I was racing with was getting these rides and and all these opportunities, and I was sitting there with nothing. So, uh, you know, I mean, the the year I turned pro, it was we were kind of waiting to see if some things panned out for the amateurs another year and nothing ever panned out so dad just kind of told me it's time to sink or swim so uh we jumped in both feet and it, it, it's been tough you know there's been some some times where it's uh it hasn't been the greatest and or the funnest and the results haven't been there but uh we we kept our head down the whole time and man just trying honestly just trying to be the best and that's it, the work's never gonna stop and i i know that and I'm ready to 
to put my all into this. I think I have been putting my all into this, and uh, just it's it's patience, man. I don't know. I don't know when it's coming, but um, I'm getting antsy, and I'm, I'm I feel like every every day is is getting better and better, and I'm improving, and there's no nothing. I feel like I haven't really taken a step backwards since I turned pro. So that's the thing where it's just it's. It's just giving me just a little little bit at a time to just keep keep fueling the fire and, and, and keep working hard. And like I said, I mean, amateur racing is it's awesome. I love it. It brought my family super close together. I think it was an awesome thing. But it doesn't. You don't need to put as much pressure on it as, as people do. I think. And and it's it's more a live and learn thing. Sure. Well, I tell, I I tell mean, you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mitchell. My bad. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I can't really hear you. Uh, is my mic on? What's yeah. the deal? Hold on. He's good. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Sorry about that, bud. Well, I was going to ask you, speaking of putting in the work, you're training with uh, Tyler Rattray. What's that like? He's a gnarly guy. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough, you know. I mean, uh, I, I've never really felt like I've needed a babysitter. Like you just kinda of tell me what to do and I'll do it, no questions asked and and I think he's he's perfect for that. You know, he's not gonna let you slack and he's not gonna he's not gonna take no crap. So I mean you can complain to him and, and argue with him and whatever all you want, but at the end of the day you're still gonna do that twenty minute twenty <laughs> lap moto or thirty five minute moto or whatever it is, you know, he doesn't you know, he he's put He's been through it, and he knows what we're feeling, and he knows you just got to push through it. And I think, I mean, I remember watching the dude at Freestone every year, and that was like the only guy that weekend who didn't get tired. And it was, just blew my mind because it was, you know, 110 degrees outside, and people are fading like crazy, and this dude's just blowing by people. So I think uh, it's just, he's not... The most—he was never the most talented rider, but he, he definitely worked the hardest, and I think that was, that just goes a long way with with all that. And I think him working with Alden for so many years, I think the program is 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 one of the best out there, and I'm I'm super pumped on how everything's been working out. I see the improvements every day, and and just uh, yeah, he's he's an awesome guy to be around for sure. I feel like Rattray should have been a boxer. He he just looks like a fighter. He's a tough dude. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he knows how to suffer. He still goes on the bike rides with us and stuff, and 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 he can be maxed out, but he he's not gonna quit. He's not gonna let us drop him. So it's it's fun to have him around too, just to give him some crap for that. You know, uh, his his. Fitness is still pretty dang good for not riding since since he retired. So I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's a just a, a gnarly dude who who can suffer. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey man, I was just gonna ask you: do, are, Have you guys kind of picked around that you're gonna try to get back behind the gate, or do, are y'all like eyeballing kind of when you're wanting to come back? Yeah, yeah. Right now, the plan is Seattle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot for the last three supercrosses. Um, really no reason why I shouldn't be there. Um, obviously, we still got a couple more weeks, but uh, yeah, we got on the Supercross track on Friday, so I, I don't feel like I really missed the beat. Um, fitness is still good. You know, it's not like I sat on the couch for six weeks, but yeah, I was in the gym and, and doing bike rides 
stuff every day, so it's not the fitness wasn't really lost too much. Um, more strength in my shoulders, but uh, yeah, the shoulder feels 100. percent We're uh, we're ready to go. I'm, I'm I'm excited to get back to racing. That's for sure. Yeah, because um, the couple of guys are probably going to be a little upset with you getting in there. You could mix up the points <laughs> a little bit because you were up at the front of the pack before all this happened. So yeah, yeah they're looking probably, good. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's hope. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of my plan. I have nothing to lose right now, so I just want to go in there and, and do the best I can. And you know, if I find myself in a position to kind of put some points in between my teammate and and, and Hillbilly, obviously that'd be awesome. But but I think uh, number one is just me, and, and I'm gonna go up there and give you everything I've got and and really try to, to put it up on the box. I think that's a that's a huge. Uh, that's, that's something big that I want to get done this year is, is get my podium and, and move on from it, just get it out of the way. I think uh, I, I really feel like it was coming this year in those first six races, and it was unfortunate that I got hurt that early. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, and we're we to fight another day, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to fight, so we'll be ready for sure. Well, that's good to hear, man. We're pulling for you. I believe you'll get on that podium, too, because you, you're just right on the cusp of it anyways. But, uh, Mitchell, we really want to thank you for your time tonight and appreciate you coming on here, and we really enjoy talking to you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, man, appreciate it again. See awesome. ya. We'll talk. we'll talk to you guys later, man. Later, buddy. All right, yeah. Mitchell Oldenburg, ladies and gentlemen, I think he's gonna get on that podium. Quick, oh yeah, guys. I really do. I mean, he was yeah, he was in contention. Yeah, he was, he was there, there every weekend anyway. So, and, and I think I think a lot of people were surprised with the speed that he came out with. Like this, what do you call it? Like we came out this year. It was a totally under the radar. Was not like expected to be running as you know as quick as he was. So well, and kind of how he talked about with that sink or swim thing. I mean, you kind of saw it. You know what I mean? Like you just saw the results. Like every weekend, he kind of got a little further up, further up, yep. and then the the factory ride came. So I was I was expecting him to do pretty good. Yeah, he went from like what privateer Honda, and then he was on. Yeah, that I mean when he when he first came out, they were. I mean, I think they were pretty much footing the bill for that. I would, I would yes, think. they were. I think so yeah, yeah. when when he ran like a. He did 450 outdoors one year, did he not? Um, Didn't he get on a 450 one year? Nah, I don't remember. I think they said he showed up just on a, just a straight up privateer Honda. It was probably needed a bunch of work, was a little roached out, and was still just killing it out there. And I think that, you know, he got on the Albertson team yeah. for a little while after that. That's and right. The TLD thing came together. Man, I'd have took it too. That's well, what you oh, got to do. They, uh, there's quite a few riders we have in the pack right now that are running toward, you know, in the, in the top five that are that way, that work their way from obscurity almost to factory rides so well i saw him when i tell you when i saw that kid in 2012 i was like why does that kid not have a ride right there he is good yeah you could just tell like it was there maybe all the pieces weren't put together yet and i'm no expert by any means i'm not even trying to say it but you knew when you knew when you watched it was like that kid's got something he's good you know well i mean i can remember doing a video at underground when they kind of remember when they remodeled it and like poulter and all them new owners yeah, yeah the new owners and as, when you video, you always kind of want to get, you know, I mean, sounds rough, but you, you always want to get the fast guy. You know, yeah. the footage is better, obviously. <laughs> and he was out there, man, and it was just, he was one of those people that immediately you just kind of, you run all over the place trying to get footage of him because he's just, he's fun to watch ride on anything, so. Well, I expect big things coming from him. He's, he's come a long way, worked really hard, and I don't feel like he probably got burnout on the amateur scene like a lot of guys do going and going and going i feel like he's catching a stride at the right time in his career yeah a lot of guys get to the pros and they're already over it they're right just, they're just you know trying to make it still but i feel like big things are coming from him just 
he gets better every year. So if, if if he stays part of the course next year, ought to be very interesting. That's right. And I like the way he's not saying like I just can't wait to get a podium. He's like I'm gonna get a podium, get that out of the way, so I can move on. He he would already been on it already. Yeah, I right. think so. I got hurt. He was. So, I mean, he was really saying? close every weekend. Yeah. So cool. yeah, man. Well, we're gonna go to commercial break. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Yo, TJ. What's up, man? Do you need an upgrade to your drivetrain? Well, you know I do. Well, man, you need to get it in gear with PMP Sprockets. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think of that before. But why would I go to PMP Sprockets? Because they have colors for all makes and models. And they even offer sprockets for street bikes. So I can ride my KTM on the street? Yes, TJ. You can ride your KTM on the street. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, if you go to PMPSprockets.com and type in DarkSideMX3 at checkout, you'll save some money. How about that? I like saving money. You like saving money? Yeah, this, I like saving money. This podcasting stuff, I'm going broke. I was I was broke before I got here, so and I have no money, so there we go. Hey, Facebook slash PMP Sprockets. Check them out online, PMPSprockets.com, or call Kim and the crew and tell them Moto X Pod sent you. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Shock Socks, PMP Sprockets, and Broadway Power Sports. Hope you didn't fast forward the commercials. Heck no. Hey, guess what? We had actually, this was the best weekend for Shock Socks ever for as far as like like an example of how well they work. We were at um, Oak Hill, that sand over there. Doc's bike was covered. I'm talking about, I should have taken a picture of it. It was because, I mean, he didn't get the best starts. I was didn't have the money to buy him a good tire, so he had to work his way through the pack. The whole front of his bike was brown, and I peeled the shock socks off, and those forks, the forks were just shiny clean. The seals didn't have a speck of dust on them. There you go. It was awesome. Z- zero leaky shafts when you use shock zero socks. Zero leaky shafts. <laughs> zero leaky shafts. And so, Shannon, the boys make a good product over there. They do. I'm telling you what. I they use do. them. You ever use shock socks? Oh, yeah. Yep. Good stuff, man. Well, why don't you go ahead and connect us with our next guest, Mr. Smith? Kind of bossy tonight. Um, I have to be. I got to stay on top of you. Pervert. 
Not Mark. Hello. Bo Bentley. Yeah. What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, man, just sitting here with a couple clowns. I believe you know one of them pretty well. What's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Nothing. Just hanging out over here with these guys. <laughs> How was school tonight, bud? <laughs> oh, man. School. Good stuff, I tell you what. They, man, I'm telling you, I, you. <laughs> you see some of these math problems this kid's working on, it's like pages. Oh, you know, man. Like, like just pages. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You're a better man than me, Mr. Bentley. I tell you what. Well, you been riding any uh, dirt bikes lately, or...? I tell you what, man, I, <laughs> I want to, uh, <laughs> there's definitely not a want to problem with riding, but, uh, there's been a time problem with riding. Yeah. Growing Just up. One of those things, you know, one of those things. Growing up sucks, doesn't it? It does, man. You know, you, it, for a while there, it was all riding, all training, everything. And then it goes from that to all school, all work and ride when you can. I know that well. I, minus the school part, I'll work and sometimes ride. <laughs> Most of the right. time, just work. I tell you what, we had a. I was telling. I was telling Mark earlier. We had a plan to go to Three Palms this weekend, but that kind of fell through. Oh yeah, get Bo, a little, did you get a little sick, Bo? Bo? Bo didn't feel the greatest on Saturday, so <laughs> that got canceled. Yeah, I was like I'm sitting around, you know, hanging out, talking to my parents Friday night, getting stuff ready to go because you know they keep their stuff at their house for me since I live over here in a rental in Arlington and. uh I'm just sitting around, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, I just, you know, kind of get some stomach cramps, nothing serious, and then, you know, about an hour in, I was on my way to the hospital, and uh, <laughs> they ended up admitting me, and I was there for a couple of days. Ugh, yuck. Awesome. Yeah, it's a diet plan, man. It's the 2017 <laughs> diet plan. That's where right you got to lose weight, because nobody <laughs> wants to eat hospital food. That's right. I mean, you got to get back in shape somehow, so I figured start the weight loss off right. Right. Yeah, fasting's a good idea. I hear you. Hey, I, I try. Hey, man, I was talking to Mark a little earlier and just going to have you kind of fill us in, like, kind of what happened back a couple years ago when you were super cross-testing and getting ready to go on that little run, like, when you got hurt and kind of give the story of what happened then. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. It was uh, getting ready for the 2013 Supercross season there. Uh, I was training – and testing up with the uh, merge guys at compound 77 and uh we were doing some suspension changes and testing and i just bought a uh honda 250 you know because they make you ride 250s first year supercross which I, I pleaded with the ama trying to get them to let me run the 450 glass and i was like hey you know six foot six 200 pounds <laughs> like 250 class is not for me and uh you know unfortunately they wouldn't they wouldn't have it, but you know, hopefully a proposed rule change would have been would have been nice. But uh, yeah, so we were testing everything up there, and ah, I'd probably ridden because I had a Supercross track at my place, so I'd ridden it some, uh, and then I went up there, and we were doing some uh, shock testing, trying to get it just right because they were trying to figure out how to balance me out uh, being so big on the on the little bike and we were uh, watering the track up a little bit it was in the afternoon and we were testing and i came around and there was this little section it was a one of the three five threes uh, right out of a turn just before the finish line and i went to seat bounce it and just got some crazy wheel spin and ended up uh jumping through the handlebars and Ooh. Shorten that, shorten the landing on that thing, and landed on my feet, and 
I knew immediately, you know, when I, when I started rolling around over there, I was like, I think I got a problem. And I just didn't know how serious it was. And uh, so we went up, went through the hospital and ended up having bilateral calcaneal fractures and Oof. went through some surgery, got some screws and we're all held together now. But it, uh, it ended my, ended my professional run. We'll say that. <laughs> Man, how long of a recovery process was that? That was a while. I remember that. Let's see. I was in bed for the first three or four months of 2013. And I got to get into a wheelchair, uh, started rolling around and crutches and two walking boots. For um, that was a while. I remember the walking boots. That was like six or seven months and those things. Yeah, I was in the I was in the boots forever. Uh, I'm trying to think the first time I stood up without the boots. That was at a golf, or you stood up with the boots at a golf course. I remember that because I played like <laughs> yeah, crap we were out, all day. We were... <laughs> Get this, I, I'm I'm trying to play and play completely terrible, and Bo gets out in boots that have a six inch heel wobbly and it's a great shot. And gets, gets back in the cart and drives me back to my ball. So yeah, I think that was whole like seventeen. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna hit one. Webster's like I I hate you like you suck <laughs> so bad. But you're I mean you still got the the track at your parents and everything. Is anybody ever anybody ever out there riding that? Yeah, so right now uh, the outdoor track's a little grown over, but uh, Ben Lemay's out training Supercross and stuff. He's he's doing the Arena Cross series this year, and he uh, he uses that thing pretty much weekly. Um, he's uh, he's out there pretty regular, getting ready and. So it's uh it's been pretty good. It at least has some use, you know. Yeah, he's doing pretty good, man. Uh, I guess he's uh, I, I I pull for that dude just because I've seen him around here so much, and looks like he's uh where where is he at? Like fourth, fifth in points right now over in Cross. Yeah, something like that. I know he's got. I think he's number six this year, I believe, and he got his first win on the season maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, it was something a few weeks like ago. that. So I mean, he's. He, he can put it down, but he, you know, he has the same problem that kind of that I had, it, you know, getting off the starting line on the two fifties, you know, it's just, uh, cause he's a little bit bigger guy too. Yeah. I was just saying, um, he's like 190, 200 pounds too, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's up there. He's probably and maybe, maybe six feet tall, six, one, something like that. And he's, he's got to be closing in on 200 pounds. And I mean, he's got good equipment under him with that tie loop Honda team, but still, I mean, it's just, uh, they say every seven pounds is a horsepower, you know, over your competition as far as your weight is concerned. So, well, if there's a, any truth to that, you know, well, there is. Right when there. I go race, Mark back, screwed. When I go race the vet class, I'm completely screwed <laughs> on that deal. Gotta give, gotta give oh, Mark no. a 500. Oh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little vantage point. I decided it was a good idea to race a 125 a couple weeks ago at, at uh, the Moto Masters race, and I had a shitload of a good time on it. But I could not get off the line to save I my could life. See that. Dude, two chicks both got off the line quicker than I did. Older ladies, and of course, I blew by them after the first turn. But I was sitting there shaking my head, going, "I was like, oh crap, what did I do? 210 on a 125? Oh, nah." Well, it was yeah. like I mean, when when Bo, I remember when Bo started testing for that Supercross season, he told me that he had to ride the 250. It was just the image uh, I got in my head of him trying to ride a 250 was just pretty comical. Yeah, no, so he's a big boy for yeah. sure. I can I can imagine I'd have, probably more than pleading with the AMA, please let me do you know. But uh, you yeah, know. I was uh, I sent email after email, and I finally got somebody in the 
AMA office to pick up the phone and I was talking to him and I was like, look, I've put, you know, a lot of money into the 250 already, you know, trying to lowering foot pegs and raising handlebars and getting tall seats and everything I can just to make this thing go. But the power just isn't there. And she's like, I, you know, I really can't help you. She's like, sorry. I was like, well, nah, it's cool. Well, thanks a lot. Lady. I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So no more two fifties for you, huh? Uh, no, uh, effectively ended my two fifty career there. Uh, permanently that's that's the end (laughs) so yeah i I can i remember that day because uh bo's girlfriend kelsey sent me a text message and was like hey bo got hurt and then i guess like an hour later i get this horrific picture of bo with like both feet elevated it was such a mild text that i thought like maybe broken wrist broken arm nothing nothing crazy and i mean still to this it's one of those that still to this day if you if if you see Bo Bentley running, you better you better haul because there's something coming because he, <laughs> he doesn't run he he can't run very well so oh man I those those heels don't don't let that big guy run oh so. dude uh uh-uh. uh they're 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 not ready for that every time I take off more than a brisk walk they're like eh how about not let's just <laughs> let's just tone that down a little bit now uh let's uh let me go back in time a little bit what 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 age did you start riding and kind of what got you into the sport. I tell you what, um, my dad and I, uh, he took me to my first Supercross race when I was about uh, probably eight years old or something like that. We were in the old Texas Stadium in the McGrath era, you know, mm-hmm. and they were out there just tearing it up. And I, he tells me all the time, he's like, we went there. He's like, the night show started like seven. He's like, you stood in the seat the entire time we were there. He's like, I couldn't even go to the bathroom. You wouldn't move. He's like, you stood there the entire time and just fascinated. <laughs> Which for the people behind Bo and anybody that knows Bo at age eight, Bo was still six, two. The people behind him hated him. Right. So did you have to yeah. just go straight into riding one twenty fives at that age? No super minis, no 65s and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it, it's pretty funny. We waited. I think it was uh, a couple years after that. And, uh, you know, because I, I wanted a bike that whole time, and, you know, it was, uh, we were hoping it could be something that I could get into, but my dad was like, you know, if you really want to do this, like, you know, we're going to, you're going to do it the right way, you know, and he made me, you know, earn money and save up for a while, and uh, I mowed yards and swept driveways and everything I could come up with to come up with enough money to go up to uh, Dallas Honda and buy my first 80 and uh let's see that was in 2002 right at the beginning of 2002 so yeah, i just right turned that. let's see 2002 i just turned 10 or 11 at that point and uh went over there and bought the bike and went to donnie hansen motocross academy the next week and went to village creek for the first round of the lone star series the week after that so we we went from <laughs> zero to 100 right real in. fast yeah Hey, might as well not waste any time. Might as well just get after it, huh? Yeah, yeah right. And you did the you <laughs> like, did the nationals. What year was that that you kind of you you actually decided uh, when you and Ryan took off and did the whole? I mean, all the nationals that year. What was that? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, we yeah, took off summer. and uh, we ended up. We headed straight to Hangtown. Uh, just loaded up the van and he and I took off. And I guess that was the first round. Hangtown was the first round that year. So. Yeah, 2012, so it took, you know, 10 years to get fast, and then we were like, okay, let's go give it a try, see what it does. Now, y'all, then, did, y'all did the whole series out of a van? 
we did the entire series. Um, we did the first round out of the van, and then we met up with uh, Gus Decker, who at the time was oh yeah, Team Gus, you know, the done the privateer journey kind of thing. Well, this was in conjunction with that, or he was kind of doing his own setup then um, in 2012. And we met up with him and he was like, you know, I know this is expensive doing them all out of a van. Like, you know, I, I haul bikes around and help privateers. And at that time he was talking about, I think he made like 200 and something races in a row. Like he was just, he was all about helping everybody and trying to do the best they can. And so we, we ended up hooking up with him and we met up with him because the, see, I think the second round that year was in Freestone and, uh, we brought all our stuff there to Freestone. We drove back from California, did a couple testing things with a Freestone. And then from there we were, uh, we were able to let our bikes go with him. And then we just traveled to the races. You know, we flew, we got to fly to the next few rounds just to feel semi factory. It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it's neat being being stuck a whole summer with uh, Ryan Bailey. That would kind of that would be a anybody that knows Ryan <laughs> love Ryan to death. But <laughs> a whole summer with Ryan would be pretty. Uh, what what do I know? Pretty I, know intense. I know him. Right? Yeah, you've, yeah. He's a is he the mechanic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, was, yeah. That was who was with Bo that whole summer and doing yeah. that. He was, <laughs> Bo's bike mechanic. Yeah, man. So. We we took on the world that summer. Yeah, uh, I spent I spent a week with him in California, and it was it was interesting. <laughs> you probably got some uh, interesting uh, stories from that that year. Yeah, man, that year was uh, that year was pretty crazy. I remember at Hangtown that first one. You know, I'd grown up watching these guys on TV, and just even a few months prior, watching them in the Supercross series. And I was like, you know, at that time, I was thinking, man, I, you know, I would like to be out there with those guys and see what we can do. And so we drive out to Hangtown and get down there for first practice, and I'm sitting down there in the staging area, sitting next to you know Millsaps and Stewart and Dungey and all these guys that I just, you know, seen in magazines. And, you know, I, I knew a couple of, you know, a couple of the guys just from being, being around, uh, being around the sport a little bit, but you know, it was, it was more surreal when I was lined up next to him. I was like, you know, last week, these dudes were battling for the Supercross title and now I got to race them here in a, you know, 10 minutes, <laughs> see how it, this goes. Didn't get, didn't get nervous at all, huh? Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. I can imagine walking down there and seeing Stu and all them dudes sitting there getting ready to go. You're like, oh crap, this is real. <laughs> We're doing this. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm riding my bike and Ryan's on the back with me, and you know, we had pump gas in our bike and <laughs> you know all this kind of stuff, and we were cruised by the Suzuki pit, and they had Stewart's, you know, his gas tank had a had a cooler. I was gonna say, yeah, that was the one that they had in the cooler and everything that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it had a cooler on the gas tank, yeah. and then they had the gas in a bucket of ice, keeping it cold so that it wouldn't boil over. And I was like, yeah, just on the '93 shell. Both just pumped his from the gas station down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Privateer life, man. Privateer life. Hey, man, I, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it was, uh, it was definitely a eye-opening experience when we went to that first round and. You went around on the first lap, and you were like, "Okay, I think I can remember where the track goes now." And these guys blow by you, like because they've been out there for ten plus years, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> there goes that." You know, that was fun. Man, I tell you, Hangtown gets rough too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, it was it was crazy. You know, between first practice and second practice, you know, it's it's not even 
you know, it's about an hour time span probably between the two practices. But first practice we go out and the track is, you know, buttery smooth and everybody's putting in their fast times and I'm trying to learn the track and get it all down. And so I got for second practice. I was like, okay, I'm going to put in a good time here. I went out there. The track was, you know, waist deep and breaking bumps and the lap times even for the top guys were five or six seconds slower than the first practice. And oh, I was wow. Like, like, well, that was uh, a little bit of a learning curve there. The Hangtown first practice, the first three laps, you got to put down your best to, to qualify for that one. Dude, you can even tell. A lot of times you can't tell how, how rough a track gets on TV. You can tell at Hangtown. Oh, this yeah. thing just gets roached out. Ugh. I tell you what, man, some of those tracks, like, you know, the TV really doesn't do it justice. Like, you see, you know, you see them out there mid-moto, and, you know, the factory bikes are – you know, bouncing up and down and swapping sideways. So you can imagine what the what the privateer guys look like out there. You know, <laughs> well, they don't ever get any TV time, but they're out there. There's a reason that they're two minutes down with yeah. 15 minutes left in the moto. Oh, wow. Well, we went to California that, that one week I was with him. I wasn't riding, but all his stuff was out there because he was testing and everything out there. And we went to Glen Helen. You know, I'd always seen Glen Helen on TV. And, man, just walking up to that. I mean, just TV does not do that place justice. You know what I mean? Just the, the hills and everything just... It's terrifying to even look that. at. So. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> it's about the only track I think I've ever pulled up on, but besides Bentley's outdoor track, that scares me. So, <laughs> uh, well, well, tell us, uh, you're, you're doing the school thing now, man. What are you going to school for? So My- right now I'm over here at UTA and doing civil engineering, which uh, is pretty cool. It's all it's infrastructure based, pretty much. Um, you've got you know, roadway design or geotechnical stuff, you know, dealing with soils and foundations and you can deal with structure. So there's the, the umbrella of civil engineering kind of has several different focuses that you could go into. Um, I'm more looking at the construction side of things. Um, I've been in construction some. My dad has a little small construction company and I got to run the equipment with that and plus with all my years of racing, you know, working on tracks and fixing stuff. It's just uh, something that's really interesting and I can now apply my apply my brain to it a little bit since uh, since the motocross thing didn't didn't go as planned, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm I'm planning on graduating now in spring of eighteen. Should have my bachelor's degree, and then we'll go. We'll go from there. Good deal. Any any plans on grad school? It kind of depends. Um, a lot of companies, a lot of companies in the in the engineering world, anyway. Like you can get your bachelor's degree and get hired, and then you know once you really kind of find your niche of something that you like to do, uh, especially within the company, if you're working in a bigger company, uh, they'll actually pay for your grad school you know, in, in contract that you stay and work for, you know, X number of years. Um, so really that's, that seems like kind of the way to go just, you know, from a financial standpoint, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. There, there's a, there's a good career to be had in that field. So I'm sure you'll do really well. I, I hope so. <laughs> well, Bo, I tell you what, man, <laughs> we've got to wrap it up, but I really appreciate you coming on here tonight. We all do. And, and, I enjoy talking to you. Those stories are awesome, and uh, good luck with school, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, look forward to listening to the show and 
in the future and seeing what you guys can come up with. All righty. Well, I'll, uh, as soon as it, as soon as the link posts to iTunes, I'll text it to you. Perfect. That'll work, man. Thanks again, Bo. All right. Thanks guys. See ya later. Bo Bentley, ladies and gentlemen. I enjoyed that dude. You're right. <laughs> he, was a, he's, that was a good interview. Oh yeah. He's uh Oh man. He's, I mean, you can sit down. He's, I mean, I've known Bo for kind of 11 or 12 and, known his family for a while he's one of those just genuinely good you know he comes from his family the same way just mm. a bunch of really good people that'll do anything for you and it was kind of funny because he ran around with like that little group that i was with with connor and mm-hmm. eric abel and all them and a bunch of hoodlums and bo was always kind of the the saint you know what i mean like <laughs> bo was always the good kid that tried to keep everybody out of trouble yeah. and he, he kind of still is but he had his work cut out for him yeah a little bit he still does so <laughs> yeah that's good well is his whole family they all tall like that yeah oh yeah his dad is his dad's actually taller than bo oh wow his dad's a monster of a human so i figured he would play basketball or something but they messed up took him to a dirt bike race and that was the end of no that. I, if you if you want to laugh give Bo Bentley, a basketball. It's, he can't it's pretty, do it. Yeah. The stereotypical white guy kind of thing, man. It's pretty bad. Stereotypical motocrosser. I, I watched the guys the other day at the track. There were some kids out there, and they have a basketball hoop at oh, Oak Hill. Hours and watching these guys yeah. just play. Like, it was the greatest thing ever. There'll be one kid who can shoot a basketball or whatever. Everybody else decent, is just breaking it. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just maybe decent. You know what I mean? My old buck could probably beat this kid, and um, he is, like, the king on the court. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I sucked at basketball. I was terrible at it. The only thing I could do is play football, and I couldn't keep my grades up enough in high school to make that something happen with that. <laughs> could run really fast, but couldn't make. Just didn't like being in school. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, I, was a, I love talking to these privateer guys and hearing those stories. That that interests me so much more than talking to. Not that I mean, I love yeah. talking to Mitchell Oldenburg. He, he's a little bit of a rare case. I feel like because some of these guys, you know, very pro- proper. They don't have the problems yeah. that these guys run into, and to have the. To see like the attitude he had, and he was so fond. You can tell how the yeah. fondness he had of those times, and he'll remember that for the rest of his life. I think it's cool. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's one of those men. You can sit at like a dinner with him, and he's got hours and hours of stories. Some, <laughs> some pretty interesting ones. So. I remember seeing him at Pro Challenge. You could find that dude on the track anywhere because he's so big. Right. He well, that so- and he's got a head full of red hair now i mean he's always been a ginger but i swear for the past two years it's just brightened man it's just got coming yeah, out. instead of getting gray he's gonna still get red you yeah know oh I mean? it is it's getting yeah it's getting bright <laughs> he's got the beard too that's pretty red so that's awesome it's just the group so, ginger for sure hey who can we cold call well let's let, let's cold call and let's see if we can get kevin kelly on the phone he is at freestone right now kevin kelly from uh, the dmxs radio yes sir i got i got to spend the week announcing with him i got to spend it was kind of like hanging out with you, Mark. I got a whole week of just getting picked on. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Somebody just screwing with you the whole time. The whole time, yes. Yeah. Sir. Well, he knows you, so you yeah. do the deal. If he answers, I know he said he was DJing some stuff, so he may not even have service out so there. So he's a real DJ then. Well, not like DJing, but like MC. Like, like they had some kind of get together going on. Yeah, like yeah. A, he's probably busy. A contest sure. or something. He is. If not, we'll call Doc. See He'll what answer. Doc's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to answer. I mean, he may not have service. I know Zane Merritt was going to come it's on. It's pretty bad out it's there. It's bad yeah. out there, yeah. Kevin Kelly yeah. oh. is not available. Well, hey, Kevin, this is TJ for the Moto X Pod. Just calling to check in, see how the how the first day is going out there. But um, I guess I'll have to catch you next time. We're going to get you on another time, dude. Uh, had fun ho- announcing with you, and I'll call you later. 
had fun announcing with you, and I'll call you later. Sorry, I'm proper. I can't help it. It's sorry. Just... Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, call yeah. Doc, and let's mess with him for a minute. we got to wrap it up here in a few minutes. That's well, right. Real okay. quick, when you guys are figuring that out, just a few get-well-soons of Jimmy Albertson took a pretty good digger out oh, of Daytona. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's bad, he's if bad you, Yeah, if you know Jimmy, but, I mean, if anybody. I think if he's ever, back home now. Yeah, he, I think yeah. so, too. But if you know Jimmy, man, he's just kind of the same thing as Bo, just an awesome guy and from an awesome Ooh. family, so. Yeah, Wishing get, him get well soon, Jimmy. We uh, we're pulling for you. I hope he keeps racing. He's pretty hurt, isn't he? I I, I don't I don't I never I I didn't see everything, but it was it was one of the bad ones. Yeah, he's wearing that big back brace. Yeah, I think he had to have surgery too. So we may get denied on two. Phone I bet calls. we get denied. Story of my life. He knows you're calling. It means you want something. What's up, Doc? What's up? You're live on the show, dude. We're cold calling you. Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you having fun? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Did you ride good in huh. practice today? Uh, yeah, I mean, some of my night times were because I went off and didn't look at them in time, but I think I did pretty good. Good deal. I'm sure having a fresh rear tire on helps, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, I couldn't get that front tire down. <laughs> We've been over here busting your dad's busting your dad's head all night, trying to. He wanted to call and check in on you. We just wanted to talk to you, but he's wanting to see what you're doing. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Yeah. So, um, so, so out there, how's the turnout? I mean, is it huge? Um, uh, from what I heard, there was fourteen hundred here. Yikes! Yeah, so, wow. well, that track's gonna get tore up. But no kidding. I'm, from what uh, what my friend Ethan was telling me, um, last year there was like twenty two hundred here. Oh wow! So, oh, so that, that uh, helps your odds. Last year. That helps your odds of doing better when there's less riders, right? Yeah, I think there's like 17 in my 450 speed <laughs> and like 20 in the 250 or something like oh, that. Oh wow! Yeah, so you got your work cut out for you. Oh yeah. So what practices were you? I was practice. Um, I think it was eight and 18. So the track was pretty tore up by the time you got on it. Yeah, I mean, it was. It wasn't as bad as it was at the end of the day, just looking at it. Yeah. But it was it was still fun and it's people were up. All right. Well, I know I know how they do I know how the watering works out there. They're gonna flood that place <laughs> when it's time to go racing and it is gonna get nasty. Yeah, I was trying to get some dry slick spots out there, but that's part of it. Oh man. Well, hey man, we just wanted to check in on you, see what you're doing, tell you good luck, and uh, just ride ride hard, ride smart, and whatever, all that crap. And uh, I told him to have I told fun. Him to, I told him to ride over his head. That's what I told him to do. That was my my. <laughs> I told him just go out there and then just the first few laps. I'm talking about caution to he, the wind. He doesn't care if I wanted or not. He no. just wants me to. I don't fast, listen to your dad. The fastest lap time of the weekend. That's what I'm looking for. Don't I mean, yeah. listen See, to him, dog. See that? You know I'm gonna be consistent and do that. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. I know, hey, that's fine. Just get in the contingency so you can make your bike payment, right? That's all you care about, right? Oh, uh, heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Man, he, he was, for a week to do this race. He was I telling us that if you... Somehow, right? He was yeah. telling us that if you don't bring a title home, the doors are going to be locked, so... Yeah, he said, don't come home. Just go <laughs> ahead. I did not <laughs> say that. Move out back yeah. in the shop. He, he'll put you a cot back there. Yeah, just, can, just, yeah, stay with a friend or something, right? You'll, yeah. have to dig, you'll have to dig a hole every morning when it's time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and he's got all these, uh, these extra locks sitting, sitting right by the doors ready to change them. <laughs> I, so. think your mom, I think your mom's enjoying the peace and quiet around here. <laughs> now, if your dad... She just said... Oh, I bet she is. What she said is if your dad will just leave now, she'll be all good. Yeah, well, I, I, my dad was hoping on... Having just them two home, but I guess my brother's coming home. Yeah, again, tonight. So. Yeah, your brother's coming home. I was hoping to run around all week naked in the house, but it's not going to work out. So, 
<laughs> Anyways, you know, got a couple days. You better, couple hey, days. just make sure and wash your sheets before you get when, before you go to sleep. You <laughs> oh, <didn't he? laughs> All right, Doc, we'll let you go, man. All right, talk later. See ya. Bye. All righty, Doc Smith. I, I hope if he keeps progressing the way he's doing, man, things are looking good. He he's got a quick little kid. Yeah. He's good. So. Uh, Right, racing four feet. He's got one bike, two two fifty up, and he's doing both classes. Stock bike, and it's, it's stock too. And he's got still... third in the four fifty this week, and nice. a, and a, got a third and a fourth in the outdoor. That actually, I think the I do think that the four fifty the four fifty C class is a little less competitive. I'm sure, maybe not. I mean, it's winds up being basically a another two fifty F class. So it seems like the two two fifties win or some super fast two fifty kid rides a four fifty. Yeah, so. It's well, a scary class, all, yeah. All around, yeah. I'd be nervous. <laughs> those those C classes can get pretty interesting. So, well, he's pretty, good at starts. There so, you go. You yeah. need that for he's that class. Yeah. yeah, that helps him out. That helps him out. Well, uh, hey, you run what you brung, and that's the way you do it. So, I'm proud of him. He's doing well. And f- with that, uh, James, thanks for coming tonight. Not really a problem, appreciate man. it, man. We enjoyed it. Not TJ, as always, you, no thank you to you. <laughs> None. And, uh, big thanks, uh, Shock Socks, PMP Sprockets, Broadway Power Sports. Guys, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. I hear it likes the girls. I free the no girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you gonna call?